When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, your home for all things Xbox here at Kind of Funny. Of course, I'm one of your hosts, Snowbike Mike, and today I am joined by just one of my gaming dads, Mr. Paris Lilly. What up, big dog? How are you? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You were missed last <laughs> week. I keep saying it, but you had this other joker that was there, but I missed you, man. I wish you were at the Game Awards. Uh, Paris, you looked fly as can be, and we're going to talk about outfits in just a moment at the Game Awards because you showed up and showed out, but you know who else showed up and showed out out on the red carpet of the Game Awards? Mr. Trending Gamer. Greg Miller, of course. Greg, welcome to the X-Cast. How are you today? I'm excellent, Mike. How are you? Gosh, I'm great because I saw your top, Greg, and I said, God damn, that guy can dress right there. I was wearing it, feeling it, looking great. Looking great, big dog. Let's talk about the Game Awards experience really quick with you two. Of course, we're coming hot off of the Game Awards 2022. We're going to talk about the Game Awards here on today's show, but let's talk about your experience to both of you. Greg, I'll start with you. Sure. You wore a dope top. You want to tell everybody I about that? I wore a dope man? outfit overall. Thank you very much. Yeah, don't I was wearing skinny pants, too. I want you to know, all right? Maybe a size too small in the belt region, but I did it. I wore it, and I looked great. Paint it on. Paint it on. Forward. Thank okay. you. Yeah. I like that. How was the experience, though? Game Awards? Yeah, Game Awards is always a great time. Uh, this year was really cool, I thought, with the uh, amount of uh, before activities. You know, uh, there was an Amazon thing beforehand, then there was the Xbox thing, and then we got to go over there and do it. And then afterwards, as always, it was just partying in the lobby of the hotel. Um, good to see everybody. A lot of great announcements, really great game awards, right? Like, I thought that was a really good show. I thought there was a lot of good stuff announced. You know, not that you ever need a reason to be excited for the next year of video games, but Jeff definitely uh, brought a bunch of them. Why? I like that. Yeah. I like hearing that. And, yes, I agree. We're seeing, of course, on screen Greg Miller and his loving wife right there dressed to the nines here for the game awards, showing off in the outfit. Greg, really quick, can you pants. just describe? You've talked about the tight pants, but sure. what is the top? What was the choice there? For the, uh, as you can go over to patreon.com slash kind of funny, listen to the Greg away where I talk about how much I hate clothes shopping. Yes. I recorded that on my way to the mall here in SF. And as I pulled up, I said, you know, blah, blah, blah I'll probably just get something boring. Maybe I'll get something loud. And I walked into the Macy's, and sure as hell, I looked over to the right, and there it was, just sitting there. I was like, well, this has got to come home with me. This has got to be what I wear, Mike. I want to have something loud. I want to pop off there. Yeah. And they had matching pants. Oh. That, I took a photo in the dressing room in the full outfit. Too I was much. like, this is too much, right? And Jen's like, this is too much. There was another person there who was wearing the entire outfit. They looked great in it. Oh. They were crushing it. Okay. I couldn't have done it. Well, you looked great, Greg, and I'm glad that you had a good experience. You know who else looked great? One of my gaming dads, Mr. Paris Lilly, said he was going to go a little Thanos-inspired. Paris, let's talk about which your Gary look. Which Gary would have said, yes, Thanos is big. <laughs> yes, well, like, That's a weird, as a listener, <laughs> I'm driving the car, I'm like, that's a weird response, Sometimes Gary. Sometimes <laughs> Gary is miles away. You know, we bring him back on occasion. But let's talk about it, Paris. Of course, you had an incredible outfit. And I want to know about your Game Awards experience. How was it? How's the look? 
Well, let me talk about the outfit really quick because I'm going to give you the, the history on why I did what I did. So first Game Awards I ever went to was 2019. Had a suit in the car, or, or I, I meant to have it in the car. I get to L.A. and realize I forgot it. So I literally oh. look like a bum the entire time. Andrew, Renee, and the rest, just they all gave me crap sure. the entire night. So I go, the next Game Awards, I'm going to make sure I got a suit. I'm going to look good. So then last year, I wore a traditional suit. Everything was fine. So this year... <laughs> I saw, look, everybody saw the Kotaku article, the tweet, the whole thing, right? So I go, all right, I got to try and do something different here. Kind of like Greg said, I need to be loud. So I went to Macy's. I, I swear to God, yeah. Greg, we might have been the same store because it was the same thing. It like literally said, hey, Paris, look at me. And this I go, one. that's it. Yeah, that's it. Go get it. And then I, I got the pants, the whole thing. But here's a funny story. So my wife goes, hey, show us the suit. This is the night before. Show us the suit. You want you to try it on? I go, okay. So I come downstairs, and I show the entire family the suit. My oldest daughter, happy birthday, by the way, says, huh, that's interesting. She laughs in my face. <laughs> and I go, have I made a mistake? Is she wrong? And I literally second-guessed myself for half a second. And I was like, screw it. I don't care. I'm going to Game Awards wearing this loud and proud. And sure enough, it was great. Had a good time. Um, Game Awards itself, loved it. Kind of like what Greg is saying. It's it's always a good time. It's always a good time. The pre-event stuff, there was an Xbox thing. And, you know, everyone goes over to the JW afterwards, hanging out, getting to see everybody again, having fun conversations, you know, just the entire night. I stayed the next day as well. So that was kind of like jw part two getting to see everyone that was still in town um in la you know that night as well so it was great and i i really truly appreciate those moments that that's what reminds me why we do what we do right because you you make so many amazing connections with great people and the drinks, good cocktail. The drinks that's what reminds you why you do this why you <laughs> yeah. put up with these yak 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 trogs over here <laughs> well i'm so glad that both of you had great experiences you both had great outfits and yes the game awards with jeff Keeley. We're very, very well done this year. Of course, you can check out our live reactions over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. The team who stayed behind, we had a great time yeah, reacting to content. all the content and stuff, the big yeah. trailers announced there. But I did there. notice, not a lot of Xbox Oh, there, my huh? gosh, Greg, are you teeing me up right now? Because, yes, uh -oh. there was an absence felt. There was an emptiness in the room. Of course, we saw Sarah Bond. We saw Phil Spencer in the sure. crowd smiling and nodding. But uh, we didn't see any games or any first-party studios step up to the plate and show off what could be next year's 2023. And we're going to talk about that on today's Kind of Funny X-Cast, the absence of Xbox at the Game Awards, and also a review of High on Life. If you're an Xbox Game Pass subscriber, you're going to be excited because you can play this on PC or console right now. And we're going to talk about that on today's Kind of Funny X-Cast because we post each and every Thursday at 6 a.m. West Coast, Best Coast time on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Podcast services around the globe and, of course, we are Epic Games Partners, which means you can go over to Fortnite, buy yourself a season pass, upgrade your look in Rocket League, Fall Guys, or anything in between, and use our Epic Creator Code, kind of funny, at checkout. And don't forget, we want to give a big thank you to all of our Patreon supporters over on Patreon.com slash kindoffunny and Patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, where you can give a bevy of awesome Patreon-exclusive content, just like Remember Blank, where today, me and Greg are going to be remembering the one, the only, NCAA football. So if you're a big football fan like me and Greggy, you're going to want to tune in and support over on Patreon so you can remember all of the great games. Paris, you won't be on this episode, so I'm going to pop quiz you right now. Your favorite cover athletes for NCAA football. 
Ah, that's not fair because I can't freaking remember one right now. <laughs> Is work done? Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll give something? you a quick three that I got. You ready for this? RG three. Two thousand. Ricky Williams. Two thousand four. Okay. Carson Palmer. Sure. Two thousand eleven. My guy. Tim Tebow. Of course. So those See, are my I hate, three. I hate. I I remember Tebow, but yep. I hate the Gators, so I will never acknowledge him. Ever. Fair enough, and I respect that. I respect that, yeah. Bears. And of course, talking about Patreon, all of this wouldn't be possible without our Patreon producers for the month. So a big shout out to Delaney Twining, One Up Pest Control, Gwyneth, Brian Chaney, uh, Alex Gertal, Jason L, Mick at the Nanobiologist, Aberson, Derek Gregg, and Donald Eccles, and Jason L. Thank you all so much for your support over on Patreon this week. The Kind of Funny X Cast is sponsored. The Fixture S2, MeUndies, Policy Genius, and Shopify. But we'll tell you all about that in just a little bit. Guys, let's get into it. And let's share a little positivity and a little hype for those Xbox best friends out there because they have a new game just released, High on Life from Squanch Games by Justin Roiland and the team. Of course, if you like Rick and Morty, if you like Solar Opposites like I do, you're going to like this game coming up right now. Greg, and Paris, I know you both have jumped into it. I have beaten the game Whoa, as of last wow. night. Little 10-hour little experience. You can get a lot more out of it. There's a lot of depth to this game, and that's what I'm really excited to talk about. There are some lackluster features when it comes to combat and traversal that I think get kind of bland, boring, and just surface level. That kind of drag down a couple parts of this game. But all in all, I think this is a stop, good experience. Stop giving me the back and forth. What's Give the score me. on the kind of funny scale of five? Greg Miller, the score from Kind of Funny is a three out of five. Okay. This is a good I agree. game. And I think it is yeah. well worth your time during the holiday break on Game Pass to jump into this. I think a lot of people who like Justin Roiland and the things that he's created sure. are going to find a lot of funny moments from this. Like I said, the world has so much depth to it that you're going to get lost for hours on end just finding secret things or fun things that others might not ever see there's a lot of cool player choice involved. They're going to lead to a lot of different outcomes. There's great voice acting in this. The gunplay is fine. I don't want to say it's bad. I also don't want to say it's great. I think it's just straight up borderline, just fine right down the middle. And so, unfortunately, there's some cool moments with traversal that could elevate this, but I think it doesn't get to those heights that it needs to. Snowbike Mike, you know that I am a big X-Cast fan. I yes, listen to you, you guys in the car each and every week. For somebody who does not know and has missed this, describe mm. High on Life. Oh. What is this game? You know what? I Googled it. It is a comedic sci-fi action adventure Metroidvania first-person shooter <laughs> game. And I would call this a fun comedic first-person shooter game with a little bit of action and adventure type vibes with the exploration. But very minimal point A to point B type vibe for me. On gotcha. The first gotcha. And of course, the big thing that we all remember it from its debut and even what you're seeing now, if you're watching is talking guns. Yes. That's the idea, right? Your character silent. You can choose dialogue when it comes to it. But even then when you're choosing the dialogue, it's usually your gun that's talking and giving it out. Uh, as you see a million names going through, of course, most notably Justin Roiland uh, from Rick and Morty voicing the main gun in it and going through and doing that. Yeah. And JB Smooth. Yep. Right. I think there's some there are a lot of notable voices. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was kind yeah. of out there. Yeah. Tim Robinson. Right? Yeah. Uh, you have some great voice acting in there and some special treats at the end. I don't want to spoil anything, but there are some cool cameos at the end that will probably make a lot of people say ooh and ah because I had a good time on that one. But Greg, I know you've been playing it. I watched you in the office sure. jump on, of course, a little bit of a preview. And then, of course, on release date, what did you think of High on Life? Um, torn isn't the right word. For me, I am a huge fan of what Squash Games has done before. I uh, Justin Roiland, even before I knew who Justin Roiland was, 
was one of the most connected I ever felt to comedic elements. Because he did a show, if you remember, on the internet called House of Cosby's. That I, it was a cult classic. It was this whole thing I thought was hilarious. Years later, I would find out he did it when Rick and Morty was already going. And when I finally started giving Rick and Morty a chance, I thought that was hilarious as well. Then you get into games like Accounting Plus. You get into Trover Saves the Universe. You get in now to High on Life. When I had seen this, because I thought Accounting Plus and Trover were among the funniest things I've ever played in my life. Like in hysterics playing those games in VR, right? When this got announced, my initial reaction was like, oh, cool. I don't, I'm not a big shooter guy. Mm. And so where does this fall into that? Well, they came through a couple a month ago now, gave us an hour-long demo. We played through it. And it was like the comedy's there. The writing is there. The voices are there. I was cracking up. I was laughing. I was having a great time playing it. And it was like, okay, cool. I, I didn't like the boss battle. So I was like, well, how is this going to play? I've done... And we were talking about this earlier. I think I've done, there's eight bosses, right? I've done four of them in it or whatever. And what I think my takeaway is, is that I am not super high on it. I think I'm not high on life. Like the comedy is excellent. Yep. I really enjoy the writing. There's like moments literally where you're walking around. And again, Justin Roiland and that whole thing is like, Either you like that comedy or you don't like that comedy. I like that comedy. So when I'm standing in town and they're playing the ads, and it's like, yeah, we're just old people who like to fuck and yada yada. I'm, I'm like, this is, I'm cracking up listening to that. The problem I have with it is that as not a shooter fan, even not being the world's biggest shooter fan, mm-hmm. I think the shooter gameplay is so basic yeah. that it sags. Like it makes the experience sag of, Going from, and this is every game, I'm not knocking this, going from, here's your story beat, play a bit, here's the next story thing, play a bit, here's the next story, and there's jokes in the thing talking, and there's things in there, but you get to, here's a giant arena of things to shoot, and I run around and I shoot them, and I'm already to the point in this early part of the game, you know, for, I guess, halfway through the game, in terms of bosses, that I have other weapons, but I've been investing my points into my handgun, and I have not felt the need to go off of my handgun. Uh, what I do compliment the game on, because uh, I, do, I don't love the shooting portion of it. I don't think that's great stuff. I do think the Metroidvania stuff works. Where you're running around, you have a little, you know, you have your HUD of your, the suit you're in. It'll show you where collectible chests are. Inside of them are more uh, coins that you can then use to upgrade your stuff. And I was having fun from the very beginning. All right, I run to a wall and I hit the wall and it's like well it says there should be something right in front of me and I look up and I'm like oh there's a different colored wall tile there so clearly I'm going to get something and you eventually get a gun that can shoot you know um, le- uh, uh, platforms Platforms. thank yep. you very much that's what I was looking for you know you have your own uh, knife that can also use as like a whip to cro- do, and like these and you can slow down time you can freeze time at some point and move on like this and it's like they did a bunch of stuff there but the problem I'm finding is that I even though I'm like, oh, this is cool to go get. I I'm buying upgrades for the guns, and I'm not even using those guns. So it's kind of one of these things of just like, oh, well, what's my motivation to keep going and doing this? I feel like the the shooting stuff, as you said, is fine. It's not bad. It's just monotonous, and I'm not like, I, you know what? I can't wait to do tonight. Play more of that. Mm, okay, I like that. Parents, I want to turn to you and talk a little bit and get you involved. What were your first off impressions of the game, and how far did you get in? Um, I'm actually at that final boss and part of the reason is is because I've gone back because you can go back into the other worlds and I'm trying to collect stuff and part of the reason is is 
I almost don't view this as a video game. I know this sounds silly to say, but I almost don't view it as a video game. This is an interactive comedy. And to sure. Greg's point, I, I am a Rick and Morty fan, and I, I like that style of humor. So I found myself many times just literally laughing out loud as 100%. I'm playing this game because the humor really connected with me. And I love just how it's taken a, a parody of the video game industry as a whole that makes fun of certain genres, just, just everything that, that they're, they put into this game. They're very self-aware of what they are. So to Greg's point about this not being the greatest shooter, it, it, it absolutely is not. You can literally go through the game with one gun, right? But I don't think that's the point of playing this game in, sure. a, in a strange way. I do think it's about the various performances that you're going to get from some, some of these voice actors that you're going to see as you start to collect more guns and things like that. And I love, and again, I'm not going to spoil anything. The, the opening, brilliant. Mm. I have heard things about the ending yet, and I haven't gotten there myself, that it's almost worth it just to get to that point because you, you want to see those things. And the way I described it on, on Twitter when, when uh, the embargo lifted is, the shooting gameplay mechanics of it reminds me of a throwback to like 2000 shooters. So I'm almost looking at it in a nostalgic kind of way, understanding that they're not attempting to be the next battlefield or call of duty or anything like that. They, they know what they are and you're coming to play this game for the humor that you're getting for the top notch voice acting that you're getting out of this. And the fact that, they are just extremely self-aware that, look, we know we're not going to be the best video game. We're not even going to try to be the best video game, but we're going to entertain the hell out of you along the way. But even with that said, this type of humor is absolutely not for everyone. I, I think some of it will not land with a lot of people for obvious reasons. So your mileage is going to vary when it comes to that. But I do think overall score-wise, what, what Mike said, three out of five seems about right. I think... A bonus is the fact that this is on Game Pass. It is absolutely something that is worth your time if you pick it up to play it. But even if you don't have Game Pass and you spend the money to go to go buy this, you know, standalone, you're gonna you're gonna enjoy it. But I will caution people: be into Justin Roiland's type of humor because if you're not, this just might not be the game for you. And that's one of the things I'm left not wanting but wondering about mm. and this is something you and i mentioned or i was telling you in the office earlier right is that i really wonder if this would have benefited from being a shorter experience mm. accounting plus mm. trover shorter games right so the fact that this one is 10 hours that's the thing where i'm like i i love justin's humor the humor is not the element for me it's just the yeah. fact of even when i'm in these i feel like for the most part brain dead battles yeah. not that i don't have to think. Well, I guess you don't. But more of the fact that I've seen this before. I've seen these, these you know, the globed on enemies run at me before. Here comes the melee one. Here are the grunts. Here's the giant one in the arena, right? I wonder if it just tightening it up and making it a five-hour experience would have been better. If it would have been you enter the level with the bounty you need to do. Here's some jokes. There's a giant arena battle. More jokes. Boss, you're done. Rather than it be like, all right, cool, you need to take out three groups of enemies to get to the next section, right, which right, is right. another big arena. It's just like the takeaway I was having today of like last night when I put it down, I was like, I don't think I'm coming back. Okay. And then today, it was, and again, not because I don't think it's funny, just mm -hmm. because there's so many other things. And to your point, Paris, I agree that it is meant to be this is an experience you're playing, you're involved in. But my whole thing is like. Well, why do I just want to go watch Rick and Morty then? Do I want to go do that rather than have this uh, piece that I don't like so much in the middle of it? I'm wondering if 
playing it back to back to back is my problem. Maybe it becomes a game where it is. You know what? I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna do one of the contracts tonight. Yeah. And then I'm gonna stop, yeah. and I'm gonna mm-hmm. play The Witcher for a few days, and then I'll come back and do this. And I'm gonna go play Ghostbusters or whatever it is, and come back and do it that way. I think that's how you should be playing it, Greg. And others should play that. Is feel it out and take it a little bit slower because yeah, you feel the slog, right? And I encourage everyone out there. There is, I believe, five guns in the game, all different voice actors, which is really fun. And that was something we'll talk about in the depth in just a moment of like all the different voice acting lines, each character is engaging in a different way throughout the story beats. But the fights, like you talk about, you go into the same challenge room and fight the same amount of things over and over again. You feel that, but use every single gun to your advantage, right? And like try the different time slowing mechanic, then into yeah. JB Smooth shooting a platform at someone and then being able to quick reload and smack that back, right? It's super yeah. fun. But what I found is they have this like little hint of fun traversal in it, yeah. right? You use the whip. I use the knife mm-hmm. as a whip, and you start to whip around up in the sky. You can zip line. You have a cool dash, right? Yep. You get a 100%. hover with the jet pack. And I, there I am thinking, oh, man, I'm liking a lot of this. And in the open world, you feel that, right? When you're going from point A to point B, you really get to spread your wings and go for that. It's why I loved exploring to find those chests. Yes. And so you're, you're getting this tease of like, oh, what could be? This is well done, right? And then you go into the fight challenge rooms and it's a small little box and there's minimal traversal that you can do and the traversal you can do will get you disoriented because there's like two little grapple hook areas at most and it's got you sideways i really wish that i could feel that traversal more almost like sunset overdrive where you really felt hey i'm moving and i'm shaking and baking doing this they have hints of that in the open world but you're not doing it when it really matters which is the bigger fights the boss fights as well you don't get to do that which is a little on the downfall side for me. Paris, what you got? Did either one of you like actually just sit for an extended time and watch TV? I did. Yes, I, I watched course. an entire movie. I watched Tammy yes. and the T-Rex. He yes. almost did it on stream. And it's like, Mike, no, like <laughs> we're not doing that on stream. Yeah. I literally, I, it was so funny and I don't want to spoil anything, but one, there was one actor that I recognized from house party. I'll just say that. And I go, is this a real movie? And then uh, next thing I knew, yeah, it's like 30 minutes later. I'm, I'm, I'm like, it was enthralled and I just couldn't, I couldn't walk away from it. I'm just watching the whole thing. Yeah, that that's great. That's what I want to give this team props for, right? Is the world building and the depth. There's four feature length films in this game that you can sit on the couch and just watch for an extended period if you want. There are commercials within those movies <laughs> that are all original, all super funny, right? You talk about yeah. it, you go outside, you hear the PA from the mayor coming in. They yeah. all have their own special lines. You walk any corner. There is something fun on the wall. There's some sort of crazy alien coming up to you trying to sell me alien come at one point, which was hysterical, right? And like, there are cool moments in that where I think when we talk about that 10, 20 hours of, you know, padding, whatever you want to call it, exploration to me is fun. I like that a lot, right? And the yeah. characters you're going to meet. I mean, there's one lady in there, Helen, who is probably one of the best characters I've ever seen in video games. This this teddy bear made me laugh every single time, right? And yeah. so I love exploring. I love that. The shooting and the gameplay, like you talked about, when it came down to just those fight areas is what really weighed me down. Sure. But I loved exploring. And I really, uh, see, it's odd, because at the end of this, I said, I can't wait to go back and explore more. And I can't wait to see what this team does next, right? Did you, I did you feel bigger. like the exploration was rewarding? Because that was my thing, is I, mm. I, I love the serotonin of, I see a chest up there. I yeah. reverse engineer it. I do the thing. I get up there. I get it. I tweeted last night, you know, they have these uh, 
they call them trash pail kids instead of garbage pail yes. kids or whatever. And it's one that's just a car. They're usually all like tr- garbage pail kids and disgusting. And then there's one that's just Frazier. Yeah. Frazier from Frazier. <laughs> and that was like, a, not a hard one, but a more thought out one of how to get up there and got it. And I got it. I was like, that's funny. I love that. That's great. But when it's just the coins and it's like, okay, like I haven't felt the need to up the, the upgrades aren't making me feel super more powerful, nor is the, again, basically strafe left and right to shoot over yes. and over again is it making me feel like man i need more health man i need uh my gun to be able to hold more ammo see for you and i it's different right you're looking for that exploration to earn something and have that elevated right mm-hmm. for me it was i'm looking for the joke okay i'm looking for the next cool poster the next fun yeah. there's a butt cheek man that you can get a drum for right and like I'm looking for that next weird alien that's going to make me laugh and giggle. That next cool, well-thought-out joke. That was the exploration serotonin boost that I was looking for every single time. And I think the worlds they explore are super, super cool and in-depth, right? You can go left, you can go right, you can get lost on it. But I wasn't looking for the chest because, yes, after chest number seven, knowing that I was just going to get coins out of that really hurt me, right? I was like, okay, I don't want that. I don't need that. Because I go to Mr. Keeps, and his name is Mr. Keeps for a reason, the shopkeep. He doesn't want to sell you anything. He wants to keep it all, right? And so there I am looking at cool, like, two katanas, and I'm like, oh, that would be great above my mantle place inside the house. No, you can't buy those, right? And that's the whole joke of it all. But it's just funny of, like, after a while, I didn't care about looking for those upgrades or looking for money for that. It was, where's the jokes, right? And for you two, you know, I talk about depth. I talk about the world building. We've talked about the gunplay and movement. One thing that I really was wowed by and thought that the team did a great job and I want to give them kudos for was the drug trip exploration adventure in this game, right? So we've seen different drug trips in our day and Far Cry and what that experience is like. This experience was very unique, very different and very cool. And I don't know if you guys gotten to this, but they play with the perception of your mind and space and size, mm-hmm. right? And it's this endless loop of you can look to the right and everything that you're currently experiencing on this table is super big, but to the left, it's all miniature sized and you can run either way in this crazy endless loop where the sound echoes and draws you in or sounds farther and you follow it and chase it to now I've become miniature, but that size is miniature over there and I'm gonna keep going. Yeah, I thought this was really well done. Something unique and different that I haven't seen in games when it comes to the, hey, you're on this crazy peyote trip and you're gonna see something different, right? Like. Far Cry is like, oh, you're on that, and you're just killing ghost people, right? Sure, sure, This one, it had me chasing my tail going, oh, this is weird and different, which I really, really liked. Hell yeah. Yeah, Paris, did you get to that part at all? What did you think of that? Yeah, I did. did. And and again, this is where I think Justin Roiland and Squanch Games and that team building this game, like, all right, let's lean on what we're good at. And obviously the humor, the comedy is stuff that they're good at, but I don't know if you've seen some of the Rick and Morty shorts that have aired over, over the years, like on Cartoon Network and YouTube and stuff. And what you're describing, they've done that in Rick and Morty in one of those shorts as well. So it's like, uh, okay, I know where you're getting this from. This is a really cool concept that you're integrating into this game. And, you know, not everyone's going to, that plays this game has watched Rick and Morty are going to get that. So this will be like their first impression with that. So again, I, I think, I think it's a cool concept. Excuse me. Yeah. And a lot of dialogue choices, a lot of choices yeah. in the yeah. game. It was really cool to sit yeah. down with the team from Squanch Games today in studio and talk about, he was like, oh, what what happened here? And I was like, well, this is what happened. And I thought, oh, it's pretty linear, right? And he's like, no, there's different situations for everything that's going on, yeah. right? Which I thought was really, really cool. We talked about the depth again. That went big into it of, I played kind of the me- peer mediator between the two people in this 
fun family dynamic, right? And like, I'm trying to keep the family together, but you could go one way and burn it all down. You can go to the other way and burn it down. I thought that was really interesting and cool. And then of course, shout out to Applebee's for having Space the choice to order a full <laughs> Applebee's menu and see it on the table in real time was hysterical to yeah, me. I yeah. loved that. But, the, but that, that again is the brilliance of what they're doing with that. It's like they're going above and beyond what, what you would expect typically in a game. It's like, who thinks to do something like that, right? I even love the little small touches. Like say you're in a dialogue with someone or you're walking by an NPC and they start talking to you and then you just keep going. Oh, you're not going to talk then, to me. Okay, then, bye, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, they'll say that. It's great. Love it. Yeah, they, they had so much good. They, I mean, that's what they're masters of, right? When I go back to, you know, thinking of Trover, thinking of Accounting Plus, right? I remember in Accounting Plus, the part where you pick up a brick and they're egging you on yes. to throw it through a window. And it's like, though, as long as you wait, they continue to talk. They're like, he's still waiting. He's going to do it. Oh, my God. It's going to be amazing. And there's so much of that in here. Like, you know, for me, it was... uh hysterical the little guy who flew around me yes. right he popped up and i tried to shoot me he's like oh you're trying to shoot me oh i'm trying to shoot you. Yes. i'm trying to shoot me too bad i'm gonna hang on and he stays out and the whole joke is that he stays with you too long but you go through the cycle of being like okay he really is here too long to be like all right it's funny that he's still talking about his ex-wife or whatever the hell he was arguing about yeah so. really really funny paris i want to circle back to you to end this right now how did you describe this game one more time for the best friends i would describe this as an interactive comedy an interactive comedy. I like that a lot because I feel that walking out of this experience, right? And that's what I want to encourage people, especially on Game Pass. When we talk about sure. XCast. The best value in gaming. When we talk about the end of the year, which we're about to talk about in just a moment, these third-party partnerships, right? These yeah. deals that they get to put it on the series, right? You hear what Paris just said. You hear our review and impressions, right? To be able to jump into that at no cost along with your subscription service is a big deal. And, right, I want to encourage people to check it out Play a little bit of it. If you hate it, you hate it. If you love it, sure. check it out. Enjoy it, right? But that's a great way to look at this experience, right? Because 2022 is made up of these experiences, right? That Xbox was able to bring to Game Pass because they couldn't deliver on first-party titles. And that's what I want to talk about right after a word from our sponsors. Shout out to Fixture Gaming for sponsoring this episode. The Fixture S2 is now available. It's a sturdy accessory mount that connects the Nintendo Switch OLED model to the Pro Controller. This mount was created specifically for the Nintendo Switch OLED model. We here at Kind of Funny have been using the Fixture S1 for a very long time. It's been my go-to to play on the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller. Both the S1 and S2 let you take your games anywhere while enjoying the Pro Controller's legendary precision and comfort. No longer will you suffer through Joy-Con drift. The thoughtful design of the Fixture S1 and S2 can be seen in the patented two-axis system with sturdy metal hinges. Both the S1 and S2 can be used in tabletop mode. If you go to FixtureGaming.com, use code KINDOFUNNY, you'll get 5% off of your order. Fixture Gaming is also running a holiday sale on Amazon this week. From December 12th to 16th, get $5 off the Fixture S1 and Fixture S2, $5 off the carrying case bundles, and $10 off the Ultra bundles featuring the Fixture S1, S2, the carrying case, and Fixture's gaming controller. So, check it out make sure you use promo code kind of fun shout out to me undies for sponsoring this episode who doesn't love getting new undies for the holidays nobody that's who me undies is your go-to spot for snuggly soft undies and more that all your loved ones will adore get merry and matching sets perfect for binge watching or holiday your way however you like with new limited edition prints you can try me undies and get 20 percent off your first purchase plus free standard shipping and free returns when you go to meundies.com slash kind of funny you know how much i love me undies 
undies. I literally don't leave my house unless at least my undies and socks have that super soft micromodal fabric that I talk so much about. You can spend less time gifting and more time living with the new MeUndies holiday collection. MeUndies has something for every name on your list. You can shop classic plaids for dads, holiday sweater prints for fun friends, and the softest lounge wherever all the cuddly ones in your life could need. Available in sizes extra small to 4XL, it's here for everyone. And you can get 20% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee by going to MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. That's MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. Shout out to Shopify for sponsoring this episode. We love Shopify here at Kind of Funny because we use it to run our very own kindoffunny.com slash store. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether your thing is vintage teas or recipes for ghee, start selling with Shopify. Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of your favorite businesses worldwide. Shopify has all the sales channels sorted so your business keeps growing from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. And thanks to 24-7 support and free libraries full of educational content, Shopify's got you every step of the way. It's how every minute new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify and you will too. When you're ready to launch your thing into the spotlight, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform backing millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Go on, try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash kfgames, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash kfgames to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash kfgames. Shout out to Policy Genius for sponsoring this episode. Life insurance is the type of thing you never hope you need, but the reality is mortgage payments, childcare, and other expenses don't disappear when you're gone. Policy Genius gives you a smarter way to find and buy the right coverage for you and your family. It was built to modernize the life insurance industry. Their technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes and from top companies like AIG and Prudential in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $17 per month for $500,000 of coverage. And Policy Genius has licensed agents who can help you find options that offer coverage in as little as a week. They're not incentivized to recommend one insurer over another so you can trust their guidance. There are no added fees and your personal info is private. Your loved ones deserve a financial safety net. You deserve a smarter way to find it and buy it. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. All right, guys, welcome back. The both of you went to the Game Awards this year. You two were in the building. Phil Spencer and Sarah Bond were in the building. But you know what wasn't in the building? First party titles from Xbox. Boom! And oh boy, was that just no Hellblade, no Hellblade, no perfect dark, Greg, no, no, nothing, Greg, no compulsion games. It was tough and it was a rough end to a tough year Mm, here on the Xbox mm, side mm. of things. The absence from the game awards was truly felt. And I want to talk about that because it's very interesting. Me, Paris and Gary talked last week about what they need to do, how they need to deliver what this year has been out of the two years since the Xbox Series X and S has now hit the store shelves. And it was very interesting to feel that at the end of it all. And Ryan McCaffrey, of course, host of Podcast Unlocked from IGN, friend of the show, had a not only an article but a YouTube video, an op-ed over on IGN with the tagline, a slap in the face of players, which was very interesting and a great uh, video to watch. Of course, Jez Corden as well wrote out his frustrations and feelings over on Windows Central, citing a number of Xbox community members' frustrations. And I want to go down a couple of those tweets because I think one of our very own Paris Lily 
hit the big board on that one. So, of course, Clobriel, the squirrel, wrote out on Twitter, I'd love to understand the thought process of not having to show at uh, not having anything to show at one of the year's biggest gaming events. You could say Xbox at least was consistent in 2022, ending the year with another disappointment. Ryan Ouch. McCaffrey tweeted out after the night, extremely disappointed in Xbox's total no-show at the Game Awards. If Microsoft wants to start winning back the mindshare this generation, they've got to show up to the year's biggest events. Hopefully, or Xbox supposedly has a huge 2023 for us, so why didn't we see any of it tonight from our very own Paris Lilly. He tweeted out very surprised with Xbox, not having a presence at the game awards. IMO. It's a missed opportunity to set the table for what's to come in 2023. And that's what I want to talk about with you guys right now. At the end of 2022, we've had a rough one. We have been blessed with some good partnerships from team Xbox on game pass, but we have sorely lacked in the <clears throat> first party triple A uh, side of things when it comes to games. Paris, did you feel the lack of Xbox's presence at the Game Awards? And what are your thoughts as we end 2022 with this miss from the team? Yeah, I did. And it was funny because I was sitting with Danny Pena uh, at the Game Awards. Boo! And, and, <laughs> and, and I didn't want to sit next to you. Um, but as as the show's going on, I, I would turn to Danny during certain points and I go, is Xbox going to show anything? Like I'm, and you're seeing we're getting to the end, and I'm like, I don't think Xbox is showing anything, and I, that's why I tweeted out what I did because I was very surprised that this does feel like a missed opportunity for them. And the reason I say that is, is not so much that okay, show me Fable or Avowed or things that we don't know about, but they had set a precedent since 2019. You debuted the Series X there. You showed Hellblade 2. Then you followed that up by debuting Perfect Dark. Then you showed actual gameplay from Hellblade 2. So there was an expectation going into this show that you're going to show something, right? Anything. A lot of people, even myself, we were speculating that maybe this is Redfall. Maybe they'll put a release date on Redfall just to keep people engaged. And and I talked about this on Gamertag Radio, but I was saying this not so much for the current Xbox fan, there's millions of people that are watching the Game Awards that are not invested into the Xbox ecosystem that might be on the fence about this Game Pass thing or whatever, right? That you can show, hey, here's something we got coming in 2023. So to just completely no-show it was surprising to me because I, I think there was an opportunity, like I said, to show a Redfall, show Hellblade 2 again, show Perfect Dark, show Starfield, whatever the case, Forza, Minecraft Legends, right? And we got nothing. So you saw a lot of people, obviously, like like Ryan and, and Jez and other people that were pretty upset by it. And, you know, me, I like to hop in social media and go in spaces and hear what people in the Xbox community are saying. And I was in a couple this week. And yeah, a lot of, a lot of Xbox fans were disappointed by that because there's this, well, what are we getting in 2023? I mean, we know what they said at the showcase back in June, but is that still the case? I know what Aaron Greenberg said after the show, which is fine. What did he say? Think, let me let me bring up Aaron what did Greenberg's he say, tweet Mike? right here. He says, we have a lot planned to show and share about an, about an incredibly exciting year ahead for 2023. Appreciate folks are eager to learn and see more. Timing is always key, but don't worry. You will not have to wait too long for what's next from us. 
So here's my thing with that. And you know I love Aaron, but here's my thing. Why say that after the show? Mm. Say it before. Say, hey, Phil Spencer, Sarah Bond, they're going to be at the Game Awards. We're celebrating the year of 2022 and all the award winners and all those great things. But Xbox will not have a big presence at the Game Awards. But don't worry, in 20, early 2023, we got more to show you, right? Just something like that. Just give people a heads up. And, and I even said this during the showcase, you know, back in June, I think they should have given a heads up about them only showing the next 12 months. I'm How sure many times though, Paris, did I have to relive hey, the same example? Hey, <laughs> hey I, I'm sure they're sick of me saying this over Xbox, and over. Xbox, listen to Paris. No matter what you're about to do, give Paris a ring-a-ding-ding <laughs> and see what he has to say ahead of yes, time. Yes, yes. Well, well, if you're going to listen to me, this is what I would do. And I think this, and again, speculating, I know nothing, but it sounds like, yeah, probably in, in January, February, up in there somewhere, they are going to kind of recap the first half of 2023 and maybe a sneak peek into the second half and put release dates on some of these games. We've said it a million times on here. They got to start putting release dates on these games that you promised that we're going to get by June 2023 and just kind of put the Xbox community's minds at ease that the games are coming. Don't worry. And that's where I think the missed opportunity was. This was a chance on a world stage in front of all gaming fans to say, we are Xbox. Here's what we got coming in 2023. And to not say anything, you know, just like I said, came off very surprising that they didn't take, take advantage of that. Yeah, I totally agree there, Paris. And that was my frustrations, Greg, is coming out of this, you talk about the mind share, you talk about the general audience, the opportunity to share the hype and the enthusiasm of Xbox titles, right? Sure. We've shared it almost once a year now. We just do the E3, Xbox, and Bethesda Summer Game Showcase, and then we go quiet this whole year. And it was tough to see. And now as we look into 2023, we know of the big three that's coming, Forza, Redfall and Starfield, but none of them are dated, but they were told to be the first six months. And you would look at your watch going, okay, well, it's about time, that means. And my worry continues to be, does that mean if we're not ready to announce a date for Starfield, does that mean it's going to be November mm. next year? Mm -hmm. Are we going to have a fourth big third or first party AAA game to fill this out to have one big one every quarter of the year? Where do we stand right now? Because at this point, like if Paris says with the speculation, if we were to have an event in January or February, let's start turning this out right away. Because standing now, I look at three titles undated for the next six months that are supposed to be here and bring the hype to this console ecosystem. The problem is that you guys keep acting like there was no news from Game Awards week for Xbox. Starfield, Redfall, Forza. They're all going to cost you more than you thought they were. Yeah, they're you know all. I mean? They we talked about them, Paris. They talked about it, and you're then tough. he said, you know "Give it a moolah." But you know what, though, that that is actually a great point. Yeah. You you had some kind of d disappointing bad news at the start of the week. That would have been a great way to end it with some positive news. Well, here's a release date for this great game that we're going to charge you seventy bucks for, and look at the gameplay on it. In all seriousness, I, I would have rather been done that. Yeah. yeah. In all seriousness about it, right? This is the, I don't want to say struggle, but the debate that I think you see Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo deal with is that yeah. Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo are Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo. They don't need the Game Awards. The Game Awards is a great place for third party announcements that are coming to those platforms. So, Yes. Were there a lot of first-party Xbox games announced? No. There were plenty of games that are coming to your Xbox. Yep. Some that are only coming to your Xbox right. or PC, you know, that, are, that got announced there. You're like, 
oh, I can be excited about that. They can do that. They can give the juice for it. I think it's that idea of, yeah, Xbox wants to own that announcement. They want to have those own beats. Why go out there and compete with a Death Stranding 2? You know, even for PlayStation, right? What were the PlayStation announcements, right? It was, hey, Horizon's getting DLC, which yep. is a big deal, but it's big DLC. Deal. You know, hey, hey, Death Stranding's coming, but yeah, that's not, you know, that's a mixed bag of exclusivity and not a whole thing, right? It wasn't like they were like, guess what, everybody? Factions for Last of Us. Guess what, everybody? Spider-Man 2. Yeah. The Your aces that are up your sleeve, you want to play on your own. And I think for Xbox in particular, too, there has to be a good sense of, listen, not that we've been burned, but we've come out there and talked about Hellblade at Game Awards. We've come out there and had, you know, they revealed the console at Game Awards, right? Like, what do we have to gain right now by doing it in December with Jeff versus give the teams a couple more weeks, get this thing together, let's make sure we're locked on these dates, let's make sure we're ready to go, and then come out and have an Xbox event, an Xbox just press demo that mm-hmm. tees up a bunch of embargoes, however they want to do whatever they're about to do. Yeah, and that's very well said in Paris. I want to get to you for a second. I think it's just exaggerated by the fact that we've had a tough year. Of course. Right? And that's, that, is the, that is the overall difference, right? right there. You can get to a Game Awards and have PlayStation not talk about Ghost of Tsushima 2, mm-hmm. Spider-Man 2, the list goes on of first-party stuff, and it doesn't matter because God of War is nominated for seven Running or eight awards, up. right? Yes. You know how great that was. You ha- you've had a year of PlayStation stuff. And we've had a tough year. When you look at the other side, you talk about Horizon. We talked about, of course, God of War. You look over on our side, no Game Award nominations for big first-party titles. You look at us right now, Pentiment, Grounded, As Dusk Falls, High on Life, right? Those are like your four big ones. None of them coming out of the AAA first party, right? You have passion projects from Obsidian that really carried the load for this team and brought a lot of positivity. But when you end the year, and mind you, the second year of us trying to sell next-gen hardware, right? We looked at the first year, me and Paris and Gary, we gave them big kudos for the hardware and the games. You look at the second year and you go, man, this is tough to look somebody in the eye and be like, you got to buy this console for $500. Now is the time to step into the next gen. Hey, Halo got another update, right? But here's one of those things, back to the point again, where I think Xbox doesn't burn those announcements now because this year and this December, and again, this is part of the problem, but it isn't about buying an Xbox this year, right? It is about the value of Game Pass. Mm-hmm. It is about, you know, the ability to cloud stream. It is about to get in that. Paris. Paris. But see, I'm, I'm, I'm going to slightly disagree with that. I do think this holiday, right, the Series S, I think they extended it to, to Christmas that there's 50 bucks off. Correct. So you're selling it at a discount. So you want to encourage people to go run out and buy hardware because you wouldn't put it at a discount otherwise. So to, to the overall point of what you're saying, so using Nintendo and, and PlayStation as examples, you already said it. God of You got God of War, Horizon Forbidden West. These are games that are literally nominated for Game of the Year. Plus, they like it or love it, whatever. PlayStation VR is coming early next year with another Horizon game. So they've already told you, here's what you can expect in the, in the first half of 2023 from PlayStation. Nintendo has dated Zelda. We know we're getting that. We already know that Keeley's going to be talking about that a year from now, right? But with Xbox, we don't know. To Mike's point, we're we're coming off a very light year from their internal studios. They had to delay their major games. We get it at this point. It's understood. But again, because you have you've shown the Series X at this event, you have shown a Hellblade 2 that is still not out, by the way, at that event yeah. for multiple years. 
people think now, well, Xbox is going to show something here. I just think it, it is okay to not have anything at the Game Awards, but at the same time, you've set the community up to expect something from you. So let them know that you're not going to get anything from it. And this is why you got the result after the show. Twitter went on fire. People were upset at Xbox because they were like, where were you? Why weren't you here? Why, why didn't you show us anything? Why is Phil Spencer and Sarah Bond here, but you didn't have anything to show? And to your point, Greg, I get it. Give these teams more time. So a few more weeks to get things ready, assets ready to be able to show something. But is that not that it's going to be too little too late because I don't think this is doom and gloom at all. So I don't want to say that extreme, but you, you stoke the fires of like, again, the wild speculation. Well, maybe it didn't show anything because of the FTC. I don't believe that at all. I think there's, there is obviously a method to their madness, but just something, one thing. And I think no one's complaining today about where was Xbox? Why didn't it show anything? Or like I said, you let people know ahead of the game awards, we got something for you in early 2023. Please be a little more patient. I think it's that simple, really. I have a question. And sure. Greg, who is a uh, one uh, PS fanboy over here who knows how <laughs> Sony has been playing things for the last uh, generation and a half and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I, I think it's pretty easy to say that they they kind of looked at this year and we're like, yeah, this was a, this is a little bit of a wash. We got to take this hit a little bit. And maybe their kind of idea going forward, uh, especially, you know, the continued adage uh, or uh, uh, kind of thing. It's like, all right, actually show the games. Come uh, come with the games. Uh, you know, next year is always going to be their year kind of thing. Do you think, Greg, do you, uh, that they take a page from Sony's playbook of like, all right, we're not talking about our next big release until it's three months out and we can give it a date. And it's, you know, like, cause I remember God of War 2018, right? Like it wasn't until like December or whatever that we got that like April 20th uh, release date and sure. uh, similar things. Like, do you think maybe that's something that they want to try for this next year? If they've are, are actually bringing the games that uh, are slated for next year, we know it's going to be a pretty heavy Xbox year next year. Like, do we think that's something that they're looking at of like, all right, the next time we speak, it's, all right, we're giving Redfall's release date, and it's three months from now. Here's a whole like sure, little sure, Red sure, sure. Uh, Redfall like mini showcase. Kind I of think thing. long story short is no, because they are already talking about those games. Starfield is continuing to let information out. Redfall is continuing to let information out. I think you are, to a degree, talking apples and oranges. It would be easy, and I do think reductive, to sit here and be like, well... Xbox first party, PlayStation first party. I think we'll all admit that there is different leagues to, hey, The Last of Us Part 2, Spider-Man 2, God of War Ragnarok, and Redfall. And that's not me putting down Redfall. I'm excited for Redfall. But Redfall is a game you need to sell the audience on. You need to get yes. out in front of people and say, this is what it is, and this is why it's cool, and look at this trailer, and look at this thing. Even to, you know, Starfield's uh, uh, point, right? They put out information today about yep. that. And, you know, when I was showing it and talking to Justin Roiland on Games Daily about it, what did he say? Yeah, I'm excited. Like, I love Bethesda. It kind of just looks like a fancier Hello Games No Man's Sky. And it's like, that is a hill they've got to get over. They've got to get over and explain to you why this is a $70 Bethesda RPG that's going to be amazing. Mr. Lily. But to that point. That's why you got to communicate more. 100%. That's why yeah. you you got to be out there sh convincing people that, no, this is going to be something special. This is why you need to be excited about this, because 
to Justin's point, to what you said, a lot of the sentiment around Starfield, it's just no man's sky. We know it's not, but how do we know when we've only seen a little snippet of it over the past year or so, and we still have a mystery as to when it's going to come out. I even tweeted today, the concepts that they're talking about with Starfield, they all sound fantastic. Yeah. They got to start showing them in action though so that people can see for themselves and understand what that game is truly going to be. And I would double down on what you're saying. And you're talking about talk. They need to talk more about it. They need to talk on the grandest stage of them all for the mainstream. Correct. It's yep. that thing you yeah. can throw an Xbox event and you can the, make the spare news bedroom. And you- <laughs> Welcome. Come on I'm in at the game awards. Yeah. And I'm saying that at the game awards. Yeah. It would have done them well. I think to come out and be like, even if it was not release dates, but, here is a new look at Redfall, a yeah. new look at Hellblade, a new look at whatever. Oh, just a little bit. That's not bad. And be like, hey, we're going to do our own thing next year. Talk to you. And even if they did, every one of those trailers ends with, see you early 2023 Correct. for more news and information. Exactly, yep. Greg. And that, that's where we're getting at, right, is hitting the biggest stage, hitting the largest audience, right? Because now, me and Paris, we've spoke about it before. What is 2023? What is the new messaging cycle for this team? We've talked about an EXO event. There's murmurs of that right in early 2023 that is a that used to be a large fan event where people used to go hands-on there's of course inside xbox right is it time to return to something like that but that is still just xbox fans and sure we're an xbox podcast and we want that right but is that hitting the larger audience that needs to see that the most and deserves that the other one too not to look past even though it's different than what we're talking about would be gdc xbox usually has a presence at gdc doing loft events and showing stuff there i could see them doing a hey come in see these games and it is the id of xbox stuff but it is redfall Mm -hmm. uh forza and starfield and you're going to be embargoed till this day when we announce rather than do a big event until we announce all these dates you know or all these games release dates Well, that is where we're going to end this one because, of course, the end of the year is finally here and we're heading into 2023, which promises to be a solid year for Xbox. And as Aaron Greenberg said, timing is always key, but don't worry. You will not have to wait too long for what's next from us. So we'll keep an eye on the Xbox page to see what's up with the big three coming in early 2023, those first six months. But guys, let's talk about a big one for me and hopefully a lot of Game Pass subscribers out there because you've got an ultimate perk coming your way that I want you to take advantage of. Available right now, Game Pass members can now take advantage of this partnership with Riot Games where players will now have access to a number of things that you don't want to miss if you're able to play over on PC. Uh, Over on the Valorant side, All of the current agents are unlocked. You will have access to every new agent as soon as they're released. You'll get 20% match XP boost and given into the Battle Pass event pass and active agent contract progress. On League of Legends, you'll get all 160 plus champions access to every new champion as soon as they're released and a 20% XP boost. Legends of Runeterra, all cards in the Founder Set are unlocked. Teamfight Tactics will give you one-star rare little Legends Tactician for Arena skins available until April 2023. And League of Legends Wild Rift, which is coming in January, will unlock all 80-plus champions day one access to every new champion as they're released. Plus, as an added benefit, players who link their accounts before January 1st, 2023 will receive even more bonus rewards from riots this is very easy it's on your xbox game pass pc app you can jump right onto that and of course you can uh link up both your accounts i've already done this because i'm a big league of legends guy 
unlocking 160-plus champions in the Rift is a big deal to me. It saves me a ton of money, and I'm very excited to be able to play a number of champions I would never be able to play because I don't have the time to unlock them or don't want to spend all of my hard-earned money on them. But here's another big deal, right? We talk about the awesome benefits of having Game Pass and what they do with third-party teams, whether it be Riots or the Calm app right now. You can sign up and get three months of Calm Plus subscription. Know, That's neat. Yeah, very nice. I downloaded that. They even have a little Sea of Thieves and Halo Infinite Calm stuff that you can listen to, which is fun. But it sounds like you're on the sea? Yeah, it sounds like you're on the <laughs> sea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh my great, you could in, be in it. That's how yeah. cool. <laughs> it is. Halo but, Infinite is like a you know, like a bunch of aliens coming to try yes, to attack uh -huh, you. Like what's uh -huh. that? What's gimme, that about? Gimme. But these are the cool things that go a long way, right? And I think on the PC side, as Paris will talk about with the app being bolstered, right? We continue to push the PC side of the Xbox ecosystem further and further forward, right? Yeah. We're offering a lot of video games over there. We're offering day one third party titles on that as well. Total Warhammer, I'm looking at you, right, which was great this year. Then you look at this, teaming up with Riot Games, who offer an incredible uh, lineup of video games. For you to be able to jump in and have all of these characters unlocked is a big deal for new and old players as well. But, Paris, what do you think about this, and what do you think about the Xbox app getting a little upgrade heading into the next year? Yeah, I mean, the partnership with Riot is, is phenomenal, and I'm not into League of Legends or any of that, but I can, from the outside, looking in, see just how big of a deal that really is. And it's so funny, even at the Game Awards, some people were having a conversation about that, and they were just saying how significant this is to be able to, if you're subscribed to Game Pass, you're getting access to all of that stuff you know, within the, within the Riot ecosystem is great value. I think somebody said, isn't it like $1,000 worth Damn. of Easily. stuff you're getting? Easily, yeah, it's not like more, that. Paris. It's a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 nuts. Um, but as far as the Xbox PC app goes, and I'd even I saw an article they put on Wire the other day, and I even said, you know, kudos to that team. They have made so many improvements over the calendar year to the point where, like, I, I was when I was playing High on Life, I was bouncing back and forth between the Series X and the PC because I was able to play it on the Xbox PC app. And it was just seamless to just pick up my progression and just keep going. It was great. The fact that they've changed it now that your your installs, I can go in and change where, where it's installed. Say I've installed it in a wrong directory and want to move it. Now I can transfer the entire game over to the to the right directory. You know, little things like that, speed improvements, UI improvements, um, some of the filters that they've added in here recently to the kind of highlight. Like, as an example, if you just want to see all the single player games that you have access to, boom, you can have a filter to that. The multiplayer games, you can even create a filter for basically your backlog of Doom, things that you know you need to go play, but you <laughs> haven't played yet. You can set that filter up as well. Um, you can set up a filter to make it more PC centric type of games right so adding in those little things is, is really you know giving a great quality of life improvement to that xbox app so so again kudos to that team over there because it was not like this a year ago <laughs> i can tell you that right now it was uh, unfortunately it was kind of a frustrating experience trying to play a pc game through that app and i would always defer to steam i've gotten to the point now where if i just own it on xbox and it shows up in the pc app i'm good I just play it through there and I seem to not have any issues. Not to mention one other thing that they've kind of quietly done. Originally, when that PC app launched, 
the games would basically have console features in them. You wouldn't have PC specific features. Like I couldn't have NVIDIA DLSS as an example, right? Things like that to be able to modify it like you would any other PC game. Now these are identical to a PC game that you would get in Steam, which again, great. So they still got work to do, obviously, and they know it, but um, it, it's come a long way and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to use it now. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, really happy to use it, Greg. It's big strides forward, awesome. which is great. And the Riot partnership makes me smile so much. I know everyone will be excited for that. If you're jumping into Valorant with friends, maybe you're playing some games of League. Like, this is a big, big deal. This is one of my favorite Snowbike Mike live stream reactions when you're like, hmm, this will save me a lot of money. Like, yeah. <laughs> save me a lot of money, Greg. And so it is finally live, and it, it was an easy link up. So cool to see it all go through. So make sure to do that. And I want to end the year on the Kind of Funny Xcast with some good. And this is something special that was written to me and Paris from the Xbox team for the holidays. And it was also up on the blog. Uh, you can check it out over on the Xbox Wire. Xbox shares five tips for sustainability this holiday season. Of course, you know, here on planet Earth, we are all very lucky to be here. Planet Earth is a rare, majestic, and incredible thing to be on this rock hurling through the universe. And God, I want this planet to just... Last a little longer for all of us, sure. and sustainability is a big deal, right? And to see Xbox make strides on that is very heartwarming and awesome to me, right? And so Xbox's mission is to bring the joint community of gaming to everyone in the world, but it's critical that this is accomplished while reducing its environmental impact and taking care of the planet. As Xbox continues to track towards its commitment to be carbon negative, water positive, and zero waste by 2030, it's announced today via the Xbox Wire its top five tips and tricks for players to lower their carbon footprint and learn more about the world through fun and immersive gaming. Greg, did you raise your hand? Do you have a question? Uh, you said five. I was, they said oh, okay, five. you gave him five. Yeah, five. yeah. Number five. one, opportunity to purchase refurbished Xbox Series X and S as a lower waste alternative with the option of free ground shipping to help reduce carbon emissions. Number two, trade in your eligible old devices for cash via the Microsoft Store to get cash back and get give them a new life. Of course, reuse proper recycling as well. Number three, switch up your power settings to help save on your energy bill and lower emissions from home. Turn on energy saving in your system settings, allows the console to shut down, still supports automatic updates and cuts power use by 20 times while off. Number four, grab the family and the kiddos and learn more about our environment and the world with Minecraft's new Frozen Planet 2 maps. Of course, the Minecraft educational stuff, for the foundation kids is very incredible and really, really dope to see. And number five, you can donate your Microsoft reward points to environmental nonprofits like the World Wildlife Foundation, water.org, and the Nature Conservancy. Of course, mm -hmm. if you don't know a couple about those, I want to tell you one, water.org, one in 10 people lack access to safe water and one in four people lack access to a toilet. Water.org is a global nonprofit organization working to change this. They help people living in poverty get access to safe water and sanitation at home, giving women hope, children health, and families a bright future. Really, really special stuff. We did this last year. Uh, I donated my points to the World Wildlife Fund. This year I'm going to donate it to the Nature uh, Conservancy very, very special stuff and something we talk about here, being lucky to live on planet Earth, be human beings. You know, this is something special and near and dear to my heart is trying to protect our world and trying to let it go longer for the next generation. So really cool tips 100%. and tricks there for you gamers out there. And do me a favor. 
Switch up your power settings if you can and uh, put that on some power saving modes, please. And thank you. With that, Greg and Paris, that's going to end the year 2022 for the Kind of Funny X cast. We're going to go on break for two full weeks, but don't you fret. We'll be back in January to talk all things game of the year and, of course, 2023 with Xbox. Greg, you're here on the show. We'll go around really quick. What were you thankful for from 2022 and what were some of your highlights? In gaming. Oh, I mean, what I'm thankful for from 2022 is the kind of funny spare bedroom. Come on, getting yes. to come to work with all you guys, having Paris up here for the <laughs> launch, having this spot here. Like, this has been uh, incredible to be back. You know, I think uh, the year went incredibly fast, and yeah. uh, it's gone incredibly quickly since we launched this thing in October. So that's been outrageous. Um, in terms of game highlights, man, it was a great year for games, uh, which shouldn't shock anyone because mm -hmm. it's been so great. On the Xbox side, for sure, Immortality. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I had so much fun with that game. Uh, a great time there. Uh, you know, getting to be in Ghostbuster Spirits Unleashed is a dream come true, and getting to, you know, get out there and play so much of it with you on stream was a great time. Uh, it's just been a, a blessed year all around. That's great to hear, Greg, and we're really happy and thankful for you to join us on one of the final episodes. Uh, uh, Paris Lilly, what were you thankful for and what were some of your gaming highlights? Um, I'm, I'm thankful for Greg sending me snarky DMs via Slack while we're <laughs> trying to record the show. I don't know what you're talking show. about. Yeah. <laughs> Fake news. No, I mean, being serious, um, I'm, I'm thankful, obviously, for the whole, whole kind of funny family, like Greg alluded to, um, spare bedroom opening. Um, just very blessed and thankful that I was able to be a part of that. Um, just all the support that all of you have, have given me over, over the past year has been great. Mike, I am thankful that you and I finally yep. got to meet yep. this year. We, we got to hang out. We went and had dinner, the whole thing. It was great. You know, Gary wasn't there, so we didn't go get prime rib. Hopefully we can do that <laughs> next year. Um, gaming wise, I mean, it, it, it's been a good year. Um, I've had some just fantastic experiences across different genres of gaming and being able to play with friends and just... You know, even like last week, being at the Game Awards, getting to see just some of my extended gaming family in person after a few years not being able to do that. You just, you realize what's important. You realize the good things that this industry can and, and will continue to be and not focus so much on the negativity stuff. But um, as I look into 2023, obviously I had to get back up to the studio again. Um, had an amazing time when I was there before. So I look forward to coming up there again and just let's just keep this thing rolling man really excited for it i love that you too what about I'm you very man? thankful for our audience of kind of funny best friends who watch and listen and partake in the conversation and help share the enthusiasm for gaming no matter what podcast or show you watch and listen to here at kind of funny but most importantly of course the x cast here our viewers and watchers and listeners so important and it's so special to be able to share these moments with all of you share the fun inform you be critical when we need to be and just spread a little green in this spare bedroom studio because it is so much fun to do and seeing people with their spotify wrapped seeing sure. people with the x cast merch yeah just appreciating how awesome and special that is i meant to tell you at the start of the show too if we were gonna have a little bs around how much I love this XCast merch. Wow, like I wore you. the sweatshirt right away, yeah. but when I unpacked the long sleeve and the tee, I was like, oh, it's like that yeah, workout uh -huh. material. I don't know about that. And I ended up, uh, my I went over to Janet's uh, when I went to Game Awards the first night and they made wings, but my sweatshirt, I, the only sweatshirt I brought smelled like fry oil because of it. So I was like, man, and I put on the Xbox long sleeve. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and I wore it the rest of the week in LA and on the ride home. Yes, very, very special stuff. Of course, that collection is now up. That is something I will never forget. I'll always change 
cherish with my two gaming dads. And we want to thank all of you for watching and listening. And some of my favorite gaming moments, of course, we look back and it, it's wild to say, but as dusk falls, yes. hitting me so well, right? Like that was such a fun experience to be able to play through that and the decisions and laughing with all of each other with our different decisions and what we would do, right? Grounded, bringing me and my friends together sure. for countless hours of a fun survival game that was just a small passion project with 12 people from Obsidian, right? That team turned out something that's truly awesome. That was a game preview to 1.0 release. Really, really special game, and I encourage everybody to grab their friends and play it. And Pentiment as well. Josh Sawyer and the team, I was wowed. This was a game that I looked dead into a camera in June and said, that's not for me. Yeah. Where's the games, right? And then I ate my words because when I played that, I was on the edge of my seat giggling, laughing, wondering who did it and how can I solve the murder mystery. Like, that was a really good time and got me out of my comfort zone. And that was something we talk about with Game Pass of stepping out of your normal sure. and trying new sure. things and encouraging play. But, of course, I look forward to 2023 and beyond and all the games that we got coming, and I can't wait. Paris, finish us off. <laughs> One last thing, just because you brought up As Dust Falls. Again, another awesome reason oh. I love the Game Rewards is seeing Caroline. Yep. I saw her probably about four or five times over a two-day period uh, being in L.A. and just being able to talk to her and talk about the game. And I, I remember before I was wishing her good luck. I hope they win. And, you know, she had fingers crossed. And then I got to see her afterwards and congratulate her when, when they won. It's just, it's just awesome. And that's like you said, that that event that we had up in L.A. that we got to do, mm -hmm. and that's what I love. I love that stuff, man. I love doing that, being with a creative mind like like Caroline and talking about her game and then watching her win and go, I was a teeny, 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 <laughs> tiny part of that. That, that. That's what was so awesome to, to see. So, yeah, looking forward to 2023. It's going to be awesome. Really special stuff. Thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. 2023 and beyond, we'll see you in January, and we'll talk game of the year. Goodbye, everyone. Peace.